902. Wait another minute or so, and then we'll get started with some prayer. Amen. I trust everybody's doing well. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Father. Thank you, Lord, for this precious day. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for my brothers and sisters that are coming online. Praise God. Blessed is he who hungers and thirsts after righteousness. Glory to God. He shall be satisfied. Amen. Everybody that serves God wants the right path, wants the right way, amen. Praise God. <clears throat> All right. Let's start with some prayer, amen. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you, Lord, for this tremendous opportunity, Father, to stand here in your presence before your people, Father God, teaching your people the difference, Father God, teaching them between the holy and the unholy, the clean and the unclean, glory to God teaching your people, Lord God, to make a distinction in their lives of what is light and what is darkness. Amen. I thank you, Father, in Jesus' name, for your precious Holy Spirit in this hour. I thank you, Lord God, how you come forth with strength, Lord God, and all strength and power in Jesus' name to minister and share your word, Father God. Amen. I thank you, Lord God, for the many brothers and sisters that are partaking today and those that will partake in the future, glory to God. I thank you, Lord God, that you are the bread of life, Lord Jesus. And I break off that bread of life to your people, glory to God, and I give them life, amen. For in him was life, and the life was the light of man, glory to God. I thank you, Lord God, in Jesus' name, that we, Father God, we're strong in you, Lord. We're in dunamot in you, Lord Jesus, and the power of your might. I thank you for your faithfulness, glory to God. I thank you, Lord God, in Jesus' name, Father God, for your goodness and mercy, Father God. I thank you, Lord God, that it is written in your word, God, that Father, that the Lord God is a son, the Lord God is a shield. The Lord God will give grace and glory. No good thing we withhold from those who walk uprightly. I thank you, Father, in Jesus' name right now. And I thank you, Lord God, for this opportunity once again to, to bring forth your words of life to your people. Thank you, Lord God, in Jesus' name, amen. Well, like I said, I trust everybody's doing well today. Today is um, um, August the 18th. August the 18th, 2019. It's a Sunday morning. And my name is Brother Joseph. Glory to God. And, and uh, like I said, I want to I thank God for this opportunity to come before you. So I wanted to bring something out today that uh, that the Lord brought to me uh, and showed me last week, right? And I just want to uh, I, I want to build on that and uh, bring some uh, areas of understanding to the body of Christ. Amen. And it started out with Genesis chapter 1, verse 3. So let's take a look at that. Genesis chapter 1, verse 3. And if anybody, uh, if any of you have uh, something to say or, or want to interject and, uh, you know, testify and share, amen, bring it out, amen. And don't be intimidated, man. This is... Um, this is an opportunity to ask questions, glory to God, and uh, to hear what the Lord is saying. So here, here it is. This starts out with Genesis chapter 1, verse 3. And God said, let there be light, and there was light, okay? Now, the, inter the interesting thing about this is that he said, let there be light. Well, the word let there be is the Hebrew word hayah, 
H-A-W-Y-A-H. And it means to become, to be, to come to pass, to exist, to fall out, to fall out, to come into being, to become, to arise, to appear. Um, there's also, it says here, to be instituted, to be established, to become like, even. And uh, that's interesting, to become like, right? And I'll highlight that in a minute. To exist, in the Strong's it says to exist, that is to be or become, come to pass. Always emphatic, right? Emphasized, amen, emphasis. Now watch this. So Genesis 1-3, right? That's one side of it. He said, let there be. Now, <clears throat> what did he say, let there be? Well, he said, let there be light, okay? And there was light. And the interesting thing about the light is that God saw that the light was good. In other words, he put a seal on it, a stamp. I approve this. And God divided the light from the darkness. Praise God. Now, that's so significant because the word divided means to separate, right? And then it, and the other part of that is that it says that between or among in the mist. So, interesting thing about this, God already knew and foresaw what he was going to do in the earth through this one word, let there be light. He already knew exactly what he was going to be doing. He already knew how he was going to bring forth, you know, the the separate the firmaments, create the night and day, do all these things that God created, and then to the point where he got to, and he said, let us make man. He already had an understanding of what he was going to do. And, and, and he was saying to that, everything that he was going to do, separate the light from the darkness. Soul man, spirit man, make a distinction. Right? What is of God? What is not of God? So that eternal word that was spoken, right? He said, Hayah! Glory to God. And all of a sudden, that voice with emphasis whew, started going forth and bringing light, amen, all over the earth. And not to mention the universe. And not to mention the day that you and myself got born again. That light, right? That comes from the life of God. John 1, 4, in him was life, and the life was the light, the comprehension, the revelation, the understanding. All of a sudden, when your spirit man got lit up, the spirit of man is a candle of the Lord, amen, searching all the inward parts of the belly. He began to search, amen, searching that soul man out, showing you what is light, what is darkness. Boom. And that word is still traveling today, glory to God. Every time those seeds of the kingdom of God gets dropped in somebody's heart, all of a sudden that light, Begins to bring forth life to that seed, amen, the life of God. And you begin to exemplify in your character, in your mannerism, in the way you conduct yourself, in the way you think, and what you watch, and what you see. You make a distinction between the unholy and the holy, the clean and the unclean, amen. And everything at that point, the desire of God is that the, 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 the thing that you're going to bring forth comes from out of your spirit. The inspiration to bring it forth comes out of your spirit. Right? Because that's where dominion is. That's where authority lives. In your spirit, not in your soul. Amen? And so when you bring forth, you're bringing forth out of your spirit. That's what God wants. Amen? Not bringing forth after the carnal man. Because the carnal man still, again, when he's involved in his own life, the darkness, if you will, he's bringing forth after his own soul. Inspired by the world. Inspired by the Satan and all of the demonic hosts. Right? Now, and God saw the light that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. Now, go back to verse 2 there. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the earth. 
So the same word was there is also the word hayah. But the interesting thing about that one is, is that God didn't put the earth out of form, right? He didn't put it in darkness. He didn't lay it waste. He didn't waste it, in other words. And that word is also to be or become. He was, in other words. And the earth was. Everything was out of kilt, man. Everything was all tilt. All, nothing but darkness, nothing growing, nothing springing forth. And so something had to take place. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. He had to bring forth a distinction, amen. He had to begin with the process of, we got to fix this, man. I got to straighten this up. It's enough. Satan, you've had your day. You've been on the earth. You've been running to and fro and destroying everything. All right? We're going to reboot. <laughs> so again, the word was is the word hayah. And so he said, and let there be light. And what was the purpose of the light? So he saw that everything was darkness and void. I got I to gotta redo all this. I got to fix this, in other words. And he said, let there be hayah, light. Now, the thing about that, that word, let there be, is that I've been prophesying that now for, for two weeks, right? Hayah, life into my family. Hayah, life into my wife, the life of God, into my sons, amen? Into the place that, is, place that I work. Everywhere I go where there's darkness, I begin to prophesy, let there be light, amen? Hayah, light, comprehension, understanding, dominion, authority, kratos, glory to God, iskus. Force, dominion, glory to God. As a, as, a, as a king and a priest is what we are, right? We rule and dominate as kings and we serve as priests unto the Lord and the people everywhere we go. All right? <clears throat> now, praise God. So let there be, amen, come into existence. Now, the wonderful thing about this word, that definition, etc., etc., Let's take a look at uh, Genesis 2, 4. Genesis chapter 2, verse 4. Hey, sister Ellen, glory to God. You know, the scripture tells us in Galatians, I think it's 6, 6, let, let him that is taught communicate with him that teacheth. Amen. There's nothing wrong, amen, with, with, uh, with honoring God and one another, amen, and acknowledging these things. Now, so it says in Galatians 6, 6, 6, let him that is taught in the Logos, the word, communicate unto him that teacheth. <clears throat> amen. In all good things. All right, so let's go back to Genesis chapter 2, verse 4. These are the generations of the heavens and of the earth. Isn't that interesting? Generations of the heavens, generations of the earth. Another distinction there. When they were created, in the day that the Lord God made earth and heaven. Made the earth and made heaven. Now, the word Lord, right? Everybody should be familiar with this word. Is the word Jehovah. Right? And Jehovah is the existing one. The life of God is Jehovah. Amen? The existence, Strong says, the self-existent or eternal Jehovah. Alright? Now, watch this. From, it comes from the word 
guess what it is? Let there be, which was Haya. H-A-W-Y-A-H is how it's pronounced. Haya. To come, to be, to become, to come to pass. Now, that's so precious because Jehovah as the name of God, one of the names of God, right? Jehovah said, can you? Jehovah. Let me read them out to you here real quick. There's many, right? Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is there. So the self-existing one is present. Jehovah Rohi, the Lord our shepherd. The self-existing one, our shepherds, the bishops, amen, and shepherds our souls. Jehovah said, can you? The self-existing one, righteousness, all right? God our righteousness. And who is that? Christ, right? That's how he brought righteousness to us. God already had a plan, glory to God. Let there be light. Whew, man. Jehovah M. Kadesh, I am the Lord who sanctifies you. We must maintain sanctification, glory to God. You want the provision, you want the favor, you want the blessing, then you must stay humble before the Lord and keep yourself sanctified from this world and from the demonic realm. Amen. And everything that is unclean. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord, our provision. God is our provider. The self-existing one, our provision. Amen. Jehovah Oz, God, our strength. The Lord, our strength. Amen. When we get weary, amen. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the Lord that learn that I should know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary, fainting, losing strength. Amen. Building up one another in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jehovah Nisi, the Lord, our banner. Lifting up the standard of God, amen, everywhere we go, amen. Not, 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 not allowing that mixture, that mixed seed of the Babylonian system and all its perversions get into our lives. And when we see it, expose it. God is light, amen, Jesus said. And that light exposes darkness. That's what it does. Let there be, haya, light. And the purpose of the light was bring a division between the darkness. Sanctified, amen, separated. Jehovah Nisi, the Lord our banner, our standard, amen. Exodus 15, 3, the Lord God is a man of war. The Lord is his name. That gene of Ish, that gene to be a warrior in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ lives in us. It's in our spirit, man. And when we see the cause that it's not the kingdom of God, the way of God, amen, the will, the word, the way, the work of God, then we have to speak against it because God is light. He lives right here in your spirit, man. And your spirit, man, glory to God, as he waxes stronger and stronger and stronger, won't let those things go. You know, the other day, I was uh, at a store getting some things, a little convenience store. And uh, I, was, I was at the checkout, right, checking out. And this lady pulls up right into the front of the store. So there's bars there, right? There's big old columns, right, in case so that... You know, nobody will slam into the building or, you know, anyway. And and she parks right in the front there. She's on the phone, and I put my head out the door, and I said, ma'am, you can't park there. And she's walking in, and she's talking to somebody, and she's, as she's walking in, she goes, who are you, the police? Really? And so that kicked off a thought in my head that says, well, does that mean only the police need to be obedient to authority and the laws of the land? Right? 
And she was just sitting there and talking her thing. Well, then after that, another lady pulled in behind her. Right? Look what you started, right? And this ain't the first time. This is, um, excuse me, this is not the first time. This happens all the time. I see it all the time. So then, but the attendant, the lady that's working there, that was checking me out, she said, ma'am, there's parking on the side of the building, designated parking for all those that need to park. And the lady complied and says, yes, ma'am. She took off, moved her car, et cetera, et cetera. And, as, you know, so again, the cause, right? The cause, the cause of God. Somebody's got to speak that voice into the earth. I'm one of them, glory to God. I'm going to represent my father. All right. Jehovah Rapha, Rapha, I am, Rapha, I am the God who heals you. I am the Lord that healeth thee, glory to God. And I heal you because I take dominion in you as you take dominion. You take dominion in the spirit. You speak out the word, amen. You live by faith. The just shall live by faith. Jesus didn't come as a priest working all these miracles and doing all this work of God. He came as a king and he dominated. And he brought dominion. You see? And in that dominion, he ruled all this realm of the spirit that he had authority in, as you and I do. Amen? And then... So, again, Jehovah Rapha, I am the Lord who hears you. And then Jehovah Zimroth, God is my song. Amen. That joy and that peace and that life that you live in causes that song to come forth. And these words roll in your spirit and you're bringing forth the life of God as you're singing the life of God, as you're singing about your Father. Amen. Jehovah Shalom, the Lord our peace. God, Jehovah, peace. Right? Which is the word Jerusalem, double peace, set you double peace. I'm, I can't... I, the reason you have peace is because you have dominion in my spirit. Amen. As, a, as of Jesus in Isaiah chapter 9, I think it starts with verse 6. It says of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. The reason there's peace is because the government of God is established in your heart. And therefore, when it's established in your heart, it rules and dominates everywhere you go because you bring things in order to the word of God. Amen. So Jehovah Shalom, God our peace. Jehovah Elion, the Lord Most High, there is no other, amen, God under heaven. There is no other name under heaven which wherewith man shall be saved. And that's the Lord Jesus Christ, right? You see what I'm saying here? Jehovah Shabbat, the Lord of hosts. God, bring us all to maturity, amen, to bring us to a purpose, amen, to dominate in the earth as sons and daughters of God and bring dominion everywhere we go. All right. Now, <clears throat> Again, Jehovah, the self-existent one, right? The light brought the light. Jesus said, God is light. God is the light, amen? Seek ye first the kingdom of God, his rule, his dominion, his way in your heart and your life. Let the, allow the lordship of Jesus Christ to be established in your heart as he conducts your life by the word, amen? Thou shalt not, thou shalt not, thou shalt not. These were given to us because he loves you. They were given to you because... He, didn't, he wanted to teach you how not to be selfish. Everyone that's, uh, that's, uh, everyone that's born again, right? You begin to make distinctions there in your life. And so, again, uh, and God said, let there be light, right? So God bringing forth and bringing us all to that place where we rule as one under our head, Jesus Christ. Now, the interesting thing about that is 
one of the marks of maturity, right? One, as we're going into this, you know, we're going to be talking today about technon, right? Technon is like your teenager. And uh, I'm going to show you examples in the Word of God where that word is used and uh, highlight <coughs> the emphasis about uh, what a technon is and, and why, you know, he's still not ready, even though he has a lot of strength and a lot of power. In other words, he's, he's learning the ways of God still, but still... The issue is that it has to be filtered through forth out of your spirit, not just because you have the gift to teach or preach or whatever, right? It's not, that's not why we do these things. We do it because we're led of the spirit, right? Romans 8, 14, for as many as are led of the spirit of God, these are the sons of God. That word son is weos, fully mature. Okay, now the self-existing one, right, that lives in us, uh, as, is, as he says in John 1, 12, right? To as many as received him, to them gave he authority to become the technons of God. See, you have a place to be able to become, to come into existence and to get and come into maturity. But you're still a technon. You still got a lot of growing up to do. All right? And there's no way as a father that I would send my sons out into the world, right? In, in, that, in that place thinking that, you know, they're ready. I, I know, you know, based on, on, on how they respond to authority and based on how they obey, et cetera, et cetera, whether they're ready or not. And when I see that consistency, glory to God, day after day after day after day, and no longer have to speak to them and exhort them so much about things in their lives, you know, then I'll know that you're ready. And so it is with our Father. How in the world is, can you expect that he's going to send you forth to bring him glory and honor, knowing that you're not going to represent at all times, but substitute. It's not going to happen, body of Christ. All right. So again, that life of God is that light is still traveling and is separating from the darkness. And that, that when you got born again, this is what happens: that light begins to separate, makes distinctions. Now, Ezekiel 44:23, and they shall teach my people the difference between the holy and the profane. And cause him to discern between the unclean and the clean. Why is that important? Well, because the world is already judged. The system is already judged. The cosmos and everything about it and the way they operate and the way they, you know, blast you with marketing and all this stuff, right, that the world is involved in is already judged. And God has already declared it guilty. Now, I want you all to listen to the scripture, and I've brought this out many times. This is in 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Praise God. Start with verse 3. And I want to read this in the message translation. Amen. This will be, uh, praise God. This will be, uh, well, I'm, gonna, I'm sorry, I'm going to read this in the message translation, right? All right. So listen to this. The world, 2 Corinthians 10, 3 in the message translation. The world is unprincipled. It's a dog-eat-dog -dog out there. The world doesn't fight fair. But we don't live or fight our battles that way, never have and never will. And the revelation that God brought to me out of this is that as a carnal man, you cannot war and, and, and come forth and, and, and be part of the campaign of God, which is the apostolic career, right? The apostolic campaign. You can't have a life where you wrestle against the darkness 
in your life and the lives of your family and those that are around you, your loved ones and the world and everywhere you go and bring dominion. Hang on, please. Etc. If you're a carnal brother or sister. In other words, you can't work the spirituals. You can't work the life of God as a carnal Christian. It's not going to happen. Now, I want to read the definition of that word war, right? And it says that in the Thayer definition, it's the word strategy. We get the word strategy, right? It says to make a military expedition to lead soldiers to war or to battle. Spoken of a commander. To do military duty, to be on active service, to be a soldier to fight. So in other words, as a carnal son or daughter of God, you're not going to be able to be ready on active duty in the kingdom of God, in, 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 the, in the battle of the Lord, if you will, against the demonic realm and darkness. You're not going to be able to come forward with the light, light of God, which comes from the life of God, and you have the life of God because you spend time with your father. You spend time in the word. You're involved in prayer. You're involved with one another as a body of Christ, etc., etc. You're ready at any given time, amen, to speak of the hope that's in you, right? In season, out of season. Always ready, glory to God. And so what I'm saying is, as a carnal man, you cannot be ready all the time. You're going to be in and out all the time. Hit and miss, right? So again, let's go back to the message translation here. Verse 4. The tools of our trade aren't for marketing or manipulation. Right? That's typical of the world, right? That's how they do their thing. They market everywhere you go. You look for a particular style of shoes, guess what? You're getting ads now all the time on the internet about that. Or, you know, whatever it is. Television, same thing. They're trying to market to you what they think you need. You're just blasting you, right? And the beautiful thing about that is, is if you allow the Holy Ghost to keep you sanctified, in other words, you maintain over your own soul, you don't have to filter all that stuff out because it's not coming in front of you. Right? So the tools of our trade aren't for marketing or, or, or aren't for marketing or manipulation, but they are for demolishing that entire massively corrupt culture. Alright? Now, we use our powerful tools for smashing our powerful God tools, it says, for smashing warped philosophies, tearing down barriers erected against the truth of God. Fitting every loose thought and emotion and impulse into the structure of life shaped by Christ. Our tools are ready at hand for clearing the ground of every obstruction and building lives of obedience unto maturity. You stare and stare at the obvious, but you can't see the forest for the trees. If you're looking for a clear example of someone who's on Christ's side, why do you so quickly cut me out, O Corinthians? Believe me, I am quite sure of my standing with Christ. You may think I overstate the authority he gave me, but I'm not backing off. Every bit of my commitment is for the purpose of building you up. Amen? After all, I'm not tearing you down. And there's a scripture that talks about being built up that we might gain the inheritance. That's the purpose. Amen? And the inheritance is to, for you to come into your strengths, your anointings, your callings, your selections, etc., being able to utilize that in the workforce everywhere you go, right? Representing your father. And let me tell you, that place in the workforce is, is a tough place, man. 
Because you have to maintain your soul or you will have a soulish display. And I'm speaking that from experience. And what's all this talk about me bullying you with my letters? All right? Now I'm going to skip up a little bit because I want you all to see. Verse 14. We're not moving into someone else's territory. We were already there with you, weren't we? We were the first ones to get there with the message of Christ, right? So how can there be any question of overstepping our bounds by writing or visiting you? We're not barging in on the rightful work of others, interfering with, the, with their ministries, demanding a place in the sun with them. What we're hoping for is that as your lives grow by faith, in faith, I'm sorry, you'll play a part with our expanding work. Paul said, I'm not interested in all those other pop-ups, if you will. I'm hoping that eventually, because you come in to strengthen the Lord, that you'll play a part with our expanding work, he said. And so, again, we don't operate like this world. We're not functioning like this world, right? Again, uh, in the message translation, Ezekiel 44:23, their job is to teach my people the difference between the holy and the common, to show them how to discern between the unclean and the clean. Now, look at this word in Hosea chapter 4, verse 6. We all know that many of us should know this scripture, right? My people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. But look at this in the message. My people are ruined because they don't know what's right or true. Because you've turned your back on knowledge, I've turned my back on you, priests. Because you refuse to recognize the revelation of God, I'm no longer recognizing your children. In other words, everything that comes forth out of your soul, all the products and all the things you produce and created, I'm not going to look at any of that. You understand? Excuse me a second. So I'm not going to acknowledge any of that because it's all came forth out of your soul. You don't understand how to come forth out of your spirit, in other words. So in the natural, now watch this. This is Exodus 23, 26. There shall nothing cast their young nor be barren in the land. In thy land, the number of thy days I will fulfill. So in that particular verse, watch this, and this again is in the message translation, Exodus 23, 26, again talking about things that are produced, right? There won't be any miscarriages or barren woman in your land. I'll make sure you live full and complete lives. And in the spirit, God is saying the same thing. I'm, everything that comes forth out of your spirit will not be aborted. But if it, if it starts out of your spirit, and you muddle it with your soul and mix it all up and blend it with the world and its perversion, guess what? You just aborted the purpose of God. And so, again, it's very clear once you begin to understand what, what the Father's trying to do in the earth, right? And, uh, and why he needs us to come into maturity. Now, <clears throat> today we're going to talk about the making of a leader, a technot. And in the Strongs, it says a child is produced. So I like some of the definitions that, that are brought forth here in the Thayer. It says the offspring, the children, a child, a male child, a son. The name transferred to that intimate and reciprocal relationship formed between men by the bonds of love, friendship, trust, just as between parents and children. Now Paul addressed the church. He says, my beloved sons, technons, I warn you. 
from Thessalonians or Second Thessalonians. So, in affectionate address, such as patrons, helpers, teachers, and the like, employ my child. See, in other words, I'm the one that's teaching and training you. And, and, and we got this from, you know, the way of God, right? And the fatherhood sonship principle. Fathers are the ones that train their sons and daughters, amen, how to, how to be examples of the character of Christ in the earth. That was the goal, bringing forth godly seed. In the Old Testament of Israel, as especially dear to God, in the, in the New Testament in Paul's writings, all who are led by the Spirit of God and thus closely related to God. Amen. We've been espoused by one father, Paul said. Children of the devil, same thing. Those who in thought and action are prompted by the devil and so reflect his character. So you can be a son of God, a daughter of God, or a son of the devil, Satan, or a daughter of Satan. Life, darkness. Once again, life, death. Now, the natural and spiritual characteristics is that for Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1, take a look at that. Amen. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1. This is Paul, right? He says, Be therefore followers of God as dear techno children. The word followers is the word imitator. Imitate, man. Mimic what I'm what I'm doing, you do it. And that's what one of the root words is, to mimic, to imitate. Use me as an example, as Paul said. If I'm following God, you follow God too. And so he said, be therefore followers of God as dear technons. Now take a look at Luke chapter 2. We'll show you another place where that word is used, technon. <clears throat> skip down to this. Luke chapter 2. I put 5 in the in the uh, outline, but it's actually Now this is a story about when Jesus was at the temple. Verse 27, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law, then took he him up in the arms and blessed God and said, Actually, that's not what I was trying to read. Hold on. Man, this chapter's long. Verse 48. And when they saw him, they were amazed, and his mother said unto him, Son, Tecna, why hast thou thus dealt with us? Behold, thy father and I have sought thee with sorrowing. In other words, they were pretty shook up because they lost their son. Intense pain is what sorrow means to be in anguish, tormented, grieve. <clears throat> Verse 49, so he was in the temple, right, with the, with the synagogue and talking to the doctors and lawyers, asking them questions. They were asking him questions, and of course the people were amazed, right? The world sees that, and oh my God, this guy's brilliant. We need to start marketing him. <laughs> and so... 49, he said unto them, How is it that ye sought me? Wist ye not that I must be about my father's business? And they understood not the saying which he spake unto them. And why would they? Their only, their only desire was to keep him safe, right? As, as their son. And, and, and secure him and, and protect him. And, you know. So verse 51, 
And he went down with them, and they came to Nazareth and was subject. <clears throat> Hupotassos that word unto them. But his mother kept all these things and sayings in her hearts. And the thing is, is that when you come to that place where you finally understand that the most important thing for you is obedience, submitting to authority and not and representing authority and therefore not substituting, then you are and me are also going to, as verse 52 says, and just put your name there and Joseph and brother, you know, whatever, increased in wisdom and stature in favor with God and man, right? You will also increase in favor with God and man. That is the purpose of God. <clears throat> and who does he give that favor to, right? God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. Excuse me. All right. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 through 2. So again, we're talking about they must submit to their parents, right? Well, Jesus also needed to submit to his parents. All right, so <clears throat> Ephesians chapter 6. And and again, if you have young sons and even older sons and daughters, right? It's in the natural. Well, if they want it to go well with them, they need to obey, as the Word teaches us here. Technons, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. <clears throat> so, again, they need to know how, and they need to understand that they must be submitted to their parents. Now, Philippians 2 2, technons need to be obedient. Fulfill ye my joy, that ye be like minded, having the same love, being of one accord and of one mind. So the desire was is that they become like-minded, right? We already saw that, be imitators. But not only that, have the same love and being of one accord and of one mind. The goal is, is, that, is that we're being trained in the Lord is that we all speak the same thing. In other words, we represent our Father in the earth as a son or daughter of God. Amen? Praise God. Now, <clears throat> First uh, Peter one fourteen. First Peter 1.14. As obedient children, technons, not fashioning yourselves according to the former loss in your ignorance, but as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. So as children, as obedient children, not fashioning themselves according to the former loss in ignorance, be ye Holy, the Lord says, even as I am holy. And they have a spiritual father. Watch this, Galatians 4, 15. Galatians chapter 4, verse 15. And again, this thing about <clears throat> having to call, you know, those that are spiritual fathers, father, that's carnal, man. There's no need to, to you know, to, to address one another that way. <clears throat> We have one father, Jesus said. But the point is, is that they're espousing to you. In other words, they're generating to you the fatherhood principle of God. Verse uh, 15, 4, Galatians 4. Where is then the blessedness ye spake of? For I bear you record that if you had been, if it had been possible, you would have plucked out your own eyes and have given them to me. Is that the right verse? 
I think that's the wrong verse. Let me see here. Hang on. Maybe it's preceding. Here it is. Verse 19. My little children, of whom I travail. It's the word technion. Of whom I travail in birth again until Christ be formed in you. Amen. And Paul, again, he understood these principles about the fatherhood and sonship principles. And he understood that that uh, that you are sons of God. And that's how you're being addressed as a son of God or a daughter of God, right? Verse 2, 1 Timothy 1, 2. Unto Timothy, my own technon in the faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and Jesus Christ our Lord. You see? So God, Paul acknowledged him as his son, amen? And, 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 the, and the reason for that, because he was being trained by the Paul. Now, look at this one, Titus 1.4. To Titus, my own technon, after the common faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ our Savior. And then he tells them some instructions here. For this cause I left thee in Crete. Thou should set in order. So again, he, he received instruction from, from Paul. And, and Paul, my own son, Timothy, Titus, my son, etc. Now, they also, they need the Father's encouragement. Okay, First Timothy 1. And let me go to this one, make sure it's the right one. Okay, verse 18. 118. This charge I commit unto thee, my son, Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before thee, that went before on thee, that by them thou mightest war a good warfare. Word warfare is the word stratei, that you might war a good expedition, a good campaign, a good military service, a good warfare, the apostolic career, in other words. And so, let's see here. Need a father's encouragement. Verse nineteen: Holding faith and a good conscience, which some have put away concerning the faith have made shipwreck. In other words, don't backslide. Don't go back. Keep going forward, amen. Keep going from grace to grace, amen, from faith to faith, from glory to glory. All right? Um, and there's a lot of verses there. I know. Let's see here. The other one is 1 Timothy 4.13. Let's go to that one. Praise God. Till I come, give attendance to reading and to exhortation, to doctrine, Neglect not the charisma that is in thee, which was given thee by the prophecy, by prophecy with the laying out of hands and the presbytery. So he again encouraged him. Minister the gift, he told him. Use that gift. No neglect it. If you neglect it and, and, and leave it all by the wayside, it's not going to produce. Amen. Second Timothy 1, 6 through 7. Wherefore, I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the charisma of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. So again, part of the, what the fatherhood principle does is he brings that significance. He brings that confidence. He gets you away from operating in the spirit of fear and being intimidated. <clears throat> you know, what's interesting about that is that it's not so much that it's one man, if you will, but I received a text from a brother yesterday, and he was sharing me a dream that he had. And he, and in the dream, it was called the Joseph's Anointing, right? Well, my name is Joseph, right? 
And in the dream, there was a correlation to a place that I used to work at. And the voice, you know, that he heard. So anyway, um, and, it, and, and, and it directly related, right, to the principle of seed time and harvest, right? And, and that scripture's in Genesis chapter 8. Is that right? Let me look that up real quick. Genesis chapter 8, verse 22. And while the earth remaineth seed time and harvest, and cold and heat and summer and winter and day and night shall not cease. Right? And Jesus, you know, I shared this with the brother. I said, one of the things that Jesus said is that if you don't understand the principle of the sower, soweth the word, how are you going to understand any parable, any teaching? Everything is based on the principle of seed time and harvest. Whatever you sow, that's what you're going to reap. If you're reaping a harvest that's full of contention and strife and sickness and disease and poverty and ignorance and lack of understanding and, and, and lack of revelation of the word of God and the spirit of God in your life, it's a, it's a result of what you've been putting forth as seeds. By the same token, if you're putting forth the seeds of the kingdom of God, guess what? You're reaping life, joy, peace. You're able to speak hayah into the earth. Amen. And bring forth life and peace. You're able to be because of that self-existing one that we are the same image of. Right? We are the image of God. We do it like our Father. So again, the harvest, you're sowing into the right fields. Amen? There's many fields out there, and not all of them are the field of Boaz. And so acknowledging where the field of God is and understanding where to put your time and your money and your efforts and your strengths on him, etc., and your prayers into that right field. So I was sharing all these things with the brother, and I was sharing things that are happening in my own personal life as far as a job and, and these things that are going on in my life and the acknowledgement of God and how one of the individuals that I work with, he says, you know, you brought uh, a lot of maturity to this department. <laughs> and, uh, and it's been sorely lacking for so long. He said that to me. I didn't ask for anything. In other words, all I did was be obedient to God's word, submit with the, to authority, and be obedient and, 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 and be with the right attitude. In other words, in humility. So much so that one of the other ladies, she says to me, Joseph, your words are so gracious, she said. Wow. Let others speak well of you, amen? So I was sharing all these things with them, and the point is, is that in that, it gave me such a power of significance. All right? A seal of significance. And man, it, it resurrected my spirit, man, so strong. Even so, to where the impact of that, and looking back on it, and, 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 and talking about the things that we discussed, and, and meditating on those things, man, it just brings so much light. Amen? And, and, and it was just, it was one of the brothers, man. It was just amazing to me. But what I'm saying is significance and encouragement. In the right season, man. I'm not saying that I was weary or bummed out. But God, man, brought another blast. Boom! Of his nostrils, man. All of a sudden, life. Existence, amen. The self-existing one. Praise God. Amen. Mm. Now, <clears throat> so they need the Father's encouragement, amen. 2 Timothy 1, 6-7. I read that one. Let's look at 2 Timothy 3.15. And it's the same thing that we do for our sons and daughters, amen. We bring them significance. You know, when my children were young, right, they, Papa, Papa, look. 
They always wanted me to see and give approval to what they were doing because in, in that, it brought significance to their lives. And now they're, they're young men. And, and you know, and, and, and the thing is, they understand how to receive correction. They understand their father. Amen. They want to be like their dad in, in his relationship with God and so on. My son told me the other day, Papa, I hope someday I get to the place where I'm able to understand the soul like you do. I mean, that's pretty precious, amen. Oh, glory to God. All right, let me look at this one, 2 Timothy 3.15. And that from a child that has known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Mm. Amen. So they need the Father's encouragement. And, and, and he was telling Timothy here, you from the beginning, you've already known the word. You ain't got no reason to be intimidated. It's in you, Bubba. <laughs> Amen. One more, first John 4 4. It's so important that we understand the fatherhood principle, man. And and as a technon, you begin to understand these things. You begin to see the significance of your life in the Lord. And you begin to come into some maturity. You are of God, little technons, and have overcome them. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. See, you're starting to walk with some consistency. All right? You're still immature, but you're bringing forth more consistency on a constant basis. Amen? To whereas as a napios and a potion, you're still making a lot of messes. There's still a lot of carnality and a lot of cleanup work that has to be done. And thank God the sons of God and the daughters of God are able to do that. They're able to shepherd and bishop our souls and teach us that. And that's part of the shepherd ministry, right? And that's what we come into, sons of God, daughters of God. Now, so they need the Father's warnings now. My little children, I write these things unto you that you sin not. You need to understand that you, you, you are not your own. You've been bought with a price and therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which belongs to the Lord. 2 Corinthians 6, 14. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness, and what communion hath light with darkness? Again, the distinction, the light from the darkness, the unclean from the clean, right? The life, death, etc. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil, the tree of life. We need to have that distinction, and we need to be instructed in those things when we're out of order and we're not walking with distinction. And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Amen? Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord. And I will receive you. And touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. And will be a father unto you. Amen? And ye shall be my sons and daughters. Amen? Saith the Lord Almighty. The goal is to bring you to that place of maturity. And the word where it says, he, she, she, he shall be my son, ye shall be my sons, is the word we are, sons and daughters. And that's what the Father wants because he's got a purpose for us in the earth. Amen? Now, <clears throat> let's see here. First uh, Timothy 6, 11. Oh, wait a minute. I read those. Let me go to that one. First Timothy six eleven. Amen. But thou, O man of God, 
Flee these things and follow after righteousness and godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness. Fight the good fight, amen, of faith. Lay hold on eternal Zoe. Understand what eternal life means. Eternal life means doesn't mean that you get saved and that you're going to live forever. It means that today you've got the life of God in your spirit. Learn to come forth from that life. Learn to hear from your Father. And as a technon, you begin to understand how in your time with the Lord, you understand how to bring forth the warfare of God and the dominion of God and take authority in the spirit. I give thee charge in the sight of God who quickens all things and before Christ Jesus, who before Pontius Pilate witnessed a good confession, man, a good homologia confession there in verse 13 of 2 Timothy, 1 Timothy 6, 11, is the word homologia, which means to speak the same as or acknowledge. Speak the same as the word, in other words. Let that be what's coming forth out of your mouth so that the harvest that you're reaping, amen, in your life and in the lives of your family members and the lives of those that you work with, etc., everywhere you go, you're reaping a harvest because you're planting and bringing forth the seeds of God in the ground that's ready. Because the scripture tells us in Jeremiah 4, 4, I think, sow not among thorns. Don't put your seed out there Right? Seed time and harvest. You can't put your seed out there if the ground is not ready because you're not going to reap the reward. Why do you want to go out there and harvest a bunch of weeds, right? Or, or, or whatever else is out there that's no good. Oh, my God. <clears throat> All right. Praise God. 2 Timothy 4, 5. But watch thou... In all things, endure afflictions. Afflictions, amen. Endure them. Put up with them. Afflictions is the word kakopatheo, to suffer evils. In other words, you're going to have to go through it. Don't lose sight of the word because of the experience that you're having and what's going on around you. That is not what dictates what the word says. The word is what has the power to bring forth, amen. And you come forth with that life out of your spirit. You come forth to come against the demonic darkness and hosts and powers and all these evil spirits that are working their wickedness. Amen? To do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry. Amen? For that anointing, amen, of bringing forth and not understanding where to sow that seed, amen, and bringing forth that life of God and bringing, bringing them the good news, amen, the evangelism, amen, knowing when to sow and when to reap, amen. Mm. get them ready, amen, for that time in their lives when eventually God the Father is going to call it forth and they're going to be ready to be harvested. Mm. Praise God. Mm. First John 5, 1 John 5, 21. <clears throat> Little Children, keep yourselves from idols. Isn't that interesting? That the last thing that he says to him there, First John 5, this is the last chapter of that book, he says, keep yourselves from idols. Why in the world would he exhort at the end of the letter and tell, and tell everybody, keep yourselves from idols, technons? Why? Because the technon has issues at times where he wants, begins to gravitate and become like whatever that thing is, the shoes, the shirts, the watches, the hair, the, 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 the car, you know, he begins to want to be like 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 what he sees, right? <clears throat> and so, 
these sons of God were exhorted here, keep yourselves from idols, because it's important. If you don't keep yourselves from idols, if you don't keep God as number one, thou shalt have no other gods before you. See, the, the idolatry is what, the selfishness leads you into idolatry. You begin to do your own thing. You begin to idolize yourself. I'm my own God. Nobody tells me what to do. Huh. Hello. Hmm. All right. And they challenge authority. Look what Peter did here. In, uh, <clears throat> I'm sorry. Receive authority and responsibility. So Mark 3.14. Let's take a look at that. Mark 3.14. Mark 3.14. Praise God. And he ordained 12 that they should be with him and that he might send them forth to preach and to have power to heal sickness and to cast out devils. Praise God. You see, he brought them forth, amen, to bring them out, amen. But in, in certain situations, they were still immature. And we're going to see that in a minute. Luke chapter 2, verse 41. I read that one earlier. Luke chapter 2, verse 41. Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the Feast of Passover. So I read that to you how his mother addressed him as Technon. Why have you done have you have you done thus? Why did you do this? Alright? So they still have a problem with authority in that they don't completely represent authority to the exact specifications. But thank God Jesus Christ in through maturity, amen, and growing up and being obedient to authority, I understand that, that was his place at this hour. Came to that place and went after John the Baptist baptized him. He came up out of the water, and the Spirit of God descended on him like a dove. And the voice from heaven says, This is my beloved Weos, Son of God, and to whom I'm well pleased. All right. So the technon again, uh, he needs to be given some responsibilities. So Jesus Christ gave these brothers, amen, some responsibilities. Now, Luke chapter 10, 17. Take a look at that one. 10, 17. And the seventy returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. So Jesus Christ, amen, already saw this and foresaw this, and, uh, and saw Satan fall. And he told him, I give unto you authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the dunamis of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. So we understand that. The technons are, are very excited once, once they come into their place and understand authority, that they have authority over devils. All right? But again, uh, you know, Jesus already knew who he, was, who, he, who he was ministering to. He had his different groups. The 5,000, the 10,000, 3,000, I know why you follow me. You desire the fish and the miracle and the loaves. The fish and the loaves and the miracles. And then the tech, and, and then these guys here, the 70 and the 120, they return because they had power over devils, and they could heal the sick. So, so again, then he had the 12, and the 12 were the ones that were walking tight and close with him. And he told them, you know, the, the field is ready to harvest. You know, pray for the Lord to send forth laborers. He was talking to them. He was telling them, I'm praying for you, man, and I need you to pray for one another that God will begin to mature and, and, and do this you know, in the right season for your life, in other words, because you're going to be harvesting a great harvest. 
And of course they did on the day of Pentecost, 3,000. Can you imagine having to have that as a, as a responsibility in the management that you have to take, take part in in their lives and help them clean them up and train them and teach them and, and give them the good news and exhort them and comfort them, etc., etc., etc. And they did it and to bring them to maturity. Amen? Now, mm, 2 Timothy 4, 5. What time is it here? Praise God. 2 Timothy 4, 5. We're going to finish this. 2 Timothy 4, 5. But what's out in all things endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist. I read that scripture already, so we're going to move on from that one because I'm going to get through this. Now, this one is very interesting. They challenge authority. And I want you to understand here, this is very important because when you see your sons and daughters constantly challenging authority, they're coming into strength as a technon, but they still need to understand their place. Amen? And that's very important. And, you know, so Mark 8, 32. And he spake that saying openly, and Peter took him and began to rebuke him. Look what this son of God did here. So he told him in verse 31, and he began to teach them that the we also man, the son of man himself, must suffer many things. And keep in mind, if we're going to go in the pattern of Jesus Christ, right? Jesus said, I've got a cup to drink, that cup of suffering. In other words, don't think that, that, that we're not going to be challenged as sons of God out here. But you must endure afflictions, amen? You must endure it and come into that place where you're still exemplifying the character of Christ no matter what the pressure is around you. So he said, you must suffer many things and be rejected of the elders and of the chief priests and scribes and be killed after three days rise and rise again. And he spake that saying openly. And Peter took him and began to rebuke him. Woo! See, the, the technon is still, uh, still, because he doesn't have a firm grip on his soul yet, right? is able to receive from the demonic realm. Super soul, in other words. Soul's, soul exalts itself. So Peter had just gotten the revelation, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Peter's feeling pretty good. The technology gets real arrogant, right? Very arrogant and cocky, right? So he saw this, and and uh, and then and then Jesus spoke about, you know, I've got to rise again. I mean, I'm going to be persecuted and suffer many things, and, but I'm going to rise again after three days. And then Peter said, he spake that saying openly, and Peter took him and began to rebuke him. It wasn't, it was, it was a rebuke in the wrong spirit, in the wrong attitude, man. You don't understand what, what's going on here, Peter. You just got the revelation that thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. But you don't understand how that's going to get accomplished. And the, and the work that you got to come into in your place and your part and the other 11 apostles and so on and those that have been following me, you still there's still another piece here. I've got to be crucified. And I've got to suffer many things for you as he taught us in Isaiah 53. And verse 33, but when he turned about and looked on his disciples, he rebuked Peter. So he looked at all of them, and he honed back in on Peter. And he says unto him, Get thee behind me, Satan. For thou savest not the things that be of God, but those that be of man. You're hearing 
from the wrong spirit. And when you're not hearing from the Holy Spirit, you're hearing from the demonic spirit, Satan. And when it, and so then it says, verse 34 now, again, teaching them that when, and when he had called the people unto him with his disciples also, he said unto them, whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. See, if we don't take up our cross, which means deny our lives, direction and decisions in our lives based on the word of God, by the spirit of God. If you don't deny yourself the choice to make your own choices, then you're going to do what Peter did. And you're going to listen to those breaths, those inspirations and those thoughts that didn't come forth out of your spirit. Verse 35, for whosoever will save his suke, his soul, shall lose it. But whosoever will lose his suke for my sake and the gospels, the same shall save it. So he's saying if you seek to save your life, you're going to lose it. And when you lose it, guess what? You're giving way to demonic activity all the time. And you don't even know it. Because you don't have a grip on your soul. And therefore that soul is yielding all the time to demonic inspiration. You must deny yourself. If you do not, you're going to be subject to the demonic activity and they're going to bring in they're going to bring inspirations to your life that are not of God. Whew, man. Check knowledge. All right. Don't always demonstrate Jesus's likeness. Galatians chapter 4 verse 19. Almost done here, praise God. My little children, of whom I travail in birth again until Christ be formed in you. Amen. There's a lot of tr pressure, man. When you start encountering people, tra travail is the word morpho, where we get the word metamorphosis. There's got to be a transition. There's got to be a, a construction going on here in the spirit, fashioning you and forming you into that image of Christ, right? And, and the problem is, is that if you're susceptible and you're not sanctifying your life, you're not going to hear these things, all right, are not fully mature. First John 3, 2, beloved, now are we the sons of God, techno, but it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Now, let me ask you a question. He shall appear. Where is he going to appear? No, man, right here in your spirit. When you see the life because you're encountering God and you're spending time with your Father, you're going to see the, the life of God is going to bring the light and you're going to see the revelation thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. First, uh, First Corinthians 12. Hmm. Wherefore I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit calleth Jesus accursed. Peter called Jesus accursed at that moment. He spoke against Christ and the wrong spirit being inspired by the wrong spirit, even though he just had the revelation that thou art the Christ. And But Jesus said, I will build my church. I am going to do it. Through my way, teaching and training you, fathering you, correcting you, shepherding, bishoping, etc., Getting in your face at times. So no man speaking by the Spirit called it Jesus and curse, and no man can say that Jesus is Lord but by the Holy Ghost. 
You can't acknowledge the Lordship of Christ without the Spirit of God. If you're not acknowledging the Lordship of Christ, guess what? You're being inspired by demonic spirits. Demons, man. Oh, well, you know, it's okay if we sip a little, smoke a little, fornicate a little. God's going to forgive me. All I got to do is ask for forgiveness. Right? Sleep around on my wife or my husband. Steal a little bit. Pilfer a little bit. My goodness, man. John chapter 10, verse 1. Hmm. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth in not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. You don't understand. You're operating the principle of Satan, man. You're doing it another way other than what God did not ordain. Set up. Have ego and pride. Luke chapter 10, verse 17. Wow, it's funny. I'm right there in the same chapter. Therefore doth my father love me because I lay down my suke, my soul, that I might take it again. When you do not lay down your suke, guess what? You're full of pride. You're not walking in humility, and therefore God is going to resist you. Luke chapter 22, 31 and 34. And he said unto them, Lord, I am ready to go with thee, both into prison and to death. I'm reading from verse 33. And he said, I tell thee, Peter, the cock shall not crow this day before that thou shalt thrice deny me, deny that thou knowest me. Again, technology is full of pride. Second mm. Timothy 1 4. Second Timothy 1 4. Greatly desiring to see you, being mindful of thy tears, that I may be filled with joy. See, Paul needed to come see Timothy, because Timothy was a little bummed out. Right? He was moving in fear. He was unsure. He was not. He was lacking confidence. But thank God for the Father's heart, amen. And and God visited him through Paul and brought encouragement. Amen. Hallelujah. One more scriptures. First Timothy. I mean, First Corinthians 4, 14, I think. Mm. I write not these things to shame you. Verse 14, 4, 14. But as my beloved technons, I warn you. And then he said, for though you have 10,000 instructors in Christ, yet have you not many fathers. For in Christ Jesus, I have begotten you through the gospel. Wherefore, I beseech you, be followers of me, O technons. You see what I'm saying? Follow the Lord, Paul said, as I follow the Lord. Amen. Father, I thank you for this precious time. Amen. I thank you for the word of the Lord that's gone forth. Amen. I thank you, Lord God, for the self-existing one, Jehovah, glory to God, that said, Haya! Life. And I speak life and health and prosperity and joy and peace into the lives of my brothers and sisters, into the lives of those, those that are partaking today and those that will partake in the future. I thank you, Lord God, that you've given us authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the dunamis of the devil, and nothing shall by any means hurt us, glory to God. I thank you, Lord God, that there is a hedge of protection about all that we own. I thank you, Lord God, that the angel of the Lord encamps around about them that fear him and delivers them, glory to God. I thank you, Lord God, for your sons and daughters that are growing up and coming into maturity, glory to God. And I thank you, Lord God, that the fields are ready to harvest, glory to God. Therefore, I pray, Lord, send forth laborers. Amen. Send forth, thrust in the sickle, glory to God. The harvest is ready. 
I bless you, Father God, for this precious time. And I thank you, Lord, Father God, for your precious witness of your Holy Ghost. I bless you, Father God, and I give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Your name's above.